to the fact that they have money, right? And so you have that one aspect, which is the buyers are now accessible via email, via LinkedIn, via web form. So never before could you find a hundred buyers in your space ready to go. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven, and eight-figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit, and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Today's sponsor is Eva, the best AI repricer for Amazon profits. Private label sellers, are you wasting your cash? Eva reprices your products for you, and the result is up to 50% more profits. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers in the USA and is now out for British and European sellers as well. For a 15-day free trial, go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls. Welcome back to the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven, and eight figure Amazon private label and custom product sellers, a subset of the amazing FBA family of podcasts. And today we're welcoming Josh Dietrich to talk about selling your own business. Josh has just written a book called Aggregator Navigator. Really like the title. And so this is going to be quite a fun one because a lot of us have, we've, we've interviewed a ton of aggregators for the podcast. We've talked to a lot of brokers, but what we haven't really talked to enough to is uh, sellers owners of businesses, I should say, who have sold their own businesses. So there's a bit of a different angle on a common topic. So Josh, first of all, warm welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, this is exciting. Happy to be here and share whatever is up in the brain that that would be valuable to others that are kind of exploring the same journey. Yeah, a lot of people are right now. I mean, obviously, set, set the context for us. I, I, my understanding is that that uh, the multiples for the businesses, either multiple of the profits or the amount of money you're going to get for the same size business has never been bigger. So paint the picture of why this stuff matters right now for Amazon business owners. I mean, when we started a brand, you know, long ago, we, we, we have the intention of building something we plan to sell. And so for years now, six years, as we built the brand, we've seen multiples grow, you know, and sometimes as low as two times or 24 months, some people pay on monthly, but most of the world has gone to multiples of annual earnings. And you know, we're seeing high as four or five or six cash at close, plus a considerable earnout that could put you up to the eight or nine X range. And that's that's what we calculate our our value to be. And most recently, our, our eight-figure deal in March will be nearly eight to nine times earnings or SDE once once we hit our targets that we were projected to see. So it's pretty exciting. Wow, that that is a uh, nine times earnings. That the multiples are even higher than I've been coming across. I'm like I had a from a member of the mastermind here in London who sold a couple of brands um, that mostly I think sold in UK only, as far as I could tell, or UK and Europe, but not even America, where the the bigger money can often be. And he got a sort of over five times multiple for one, which I thought was very very good. So nine times. I mean, that's including the cash at close plus the earnout structure, which we've which talked is about. Projected, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is thank you for the reality <laughs> check on it. Yeah. There's yeah, money, yeah. and then there's possible money. Okay. Right. So why should people then? Obviously, we've talked about a lot of these subjects. We've had multiple brokers on the the show. We've had multiple uh, aggregators, and generally, what brokers say is you, you shouldn't go direct to an aggregator because we can help you, and the, the aggregators sort of just buy. Past the broker argument, but sort of more or less, you can get it done quicker. Is the argument there? 
but obviously you you're kind of in a slightly different boat so why should we do this ourselves or consider doing it ourselves rather than using a broker first i'll start with saying there, there are still opportunities where brokers make sense right brokers have been around for a long time and, and primarily because their job is to identify a buyer right well we're living in a world now where buyers are very loud and proud of the fact that they have money Right. And so you have that one aspect, which is the buyers are now accessible via email, via LinkedIn, via web form. So never before could you find a hundred buyers in your space ready to go. So that's one nuance. But I will say the other side of it is, is the complex the complexity of your business, the size of your business, and businesses that are uh, more nuanced, that are warehouse operations, multi-channel, international, and more complex. There are some cases where a broker does make a ton of sense. In my case, I've been in the space for 15 years and we, we listed one business with a broker because it was a bit unique. It wasn't just an Amazon business. Um, it was you know maybe 30% on Amazon, 40% on Shopify, and whatever that delta is, 30% on B2B. And it wasn't your aggregator. That, that was not the buyer. So we leveraged a broker to help us find that buyer. But through that experience, I realized we were very underwhelmed with that particular broker's interest in our success. It was very, very difficult to get play-by-play as things were happening. And in fact, we, we just didn't really feel like a client. So in parallel, we decided to list our Amazon brand. And, and because I was aware of these aggregators and because I have an outreach sales background, I went to town. I, I reached out to over 30 of them at the time. There was probably 40 back in January of 21, earlier this year. And now obviously there's well over hundred, but you know, we reached out to 30, got 23 pretty interested in conversations, 13 expressed interest in bringing an offer, but we did ultimately have six offers. And, and many folks say, you know, the commission you pay is, is far worth it considering the, the broker's ability to increase the value, right? Or, or to get multiple offers. And so my experience, we ran a process and not only did I save 800 grand, give or take on a broker, I increased the deal value between two and $3 million by running this process and allowing multiple bidders to end the table, but also working through a negotiation process. And so my book, Aggregator Navigator, is, is written to give others confidence that they can run a process and can successfully sell their business, their baby, if you will. Amazing. Yeah. So it's sort of uh, breaking open a bit of a, a walled garden almost. So that it used to be that. And it's interesting. And you've got a more nuanced uh, approach. It's not just anti-broker, which is good to know if there's a right, subtleties right. there. But on the other hand, the landscape's changed and it's changed so fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you say, that the number of aggregators, I've had a lot of them on the show. Some of them didn't exist two years ago as a company. And they're now got several hundred million dollars in value. I mean, it's kind of insane, which makes you think what happens in another two years time, which is another conversation, (laughs) which might be an interesting discussion point, but I'd love to stick with the, 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 you know, the process focus that you have. And I guess the other thing I'm getting from that, that shouldn't be overlooked is you've got an outreach sales background. A lot of people are very comfortable stuck behind their computer and dealing with, you know, the, the, the public only through a computer screen and necessarily wouldn't have your, your comfort with outreach sales? I mean, what do you have to say to people who feel they're in that category? Would they still be able to go through your process or is there a nuance? No, I think it's a fair question. But I, w- I, would e- I would equate that to if any brand has launched a number of products and built something great, that's taking relationships, right? Those relationships are supplier relationships, vendors, manufacturers. 
that process is similar to finding your next manufacturer for your brand, right? So whether it's Alibaba or you deploying someone in China to go find your product, like that is a process, right? And at the end of the day, if you have two manufacturers you like, one has better terms than the other, meaning, you know, 50% down and 50% at chip as opposed to 100% down, like you're going to pick the right manufacturer to make your product. And, and so I think the same can be applied. I would say, you know, a balance between extroverted and introverted isn't really a concern because ultimately you have to be able to communicate and and, and be an ambassador of your brand. So there's no one better than, than yourself to get excited to tell someone about your brand. So here's what it looks like. Go on, go on Google, find the aggregator you want to speak with, connect with them via the contact us form and begin the process. Well, you know, that, that doesn't take, you know, this crazy cold calling guy. It, it takes that process to do it again, do it again, do it again, and then manage the workflow of those appointments that come in. And then you get your first video call and it's this, it's two, two guys having a conversation, Michael. It's, Hey, I have this great brand. Let me tell you about it. Right. And let me tell you about the growth. Let me tell you why it's so special. And I think naturally some of that is, is what's in our DNA as entrepreneurs. Like you're proud of the baby you built. So I think that usually comes across pretty well. I think the difference is, you know, here you go, Michael. Here's a here's a yellow pages. I don't know if you have those over overseas, but we, you know, we used we, to have. We did have, yeah. That they're pretty much dead in the water, just like in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being I mean, like, if you started, if you started in the insurance industry, like literally 10, 15 years ago, it's like here here's the yellow pages. Like call everybody, right? And you're like, well, gosh, I I really don't like that. It's not fun. I don't like that. That's not fun. But this is a lot different. Like you have. You're selling something, but people want to buy it, right? So now, now it's simply bridging the gap between why they should and and how to, you know, how how to buy it and, and why your brand is unique and different. So I would say you're right, but generally it's it's much easier than than it sounds um, if you're comparing that to a, you know an outbound sales guy. Looking to increase your online sales? Join Ecom Events at one of their four events throughout the USA. Miami in January, San Diego in March, Minneapolis in July and New York City in October. The conference offers learning, tips and tools needed to increase your sales, networking, food and refreshments, prize drawing and lots of fun for all seller levels. Head on over to www.e-comevents.com and register today with promo code AMAZINGFBA to save $50 off your ticket cost. Yeah, you have a very good point. It's not like you're trying to say, I once, and this is an example of what it isn't, talk of insurance sales. I once went years ago when I really needed the cash to or interview for an, uh, an insurance job for selling life insurance. And the guy said, yeah, I used to go around with a carrot and a mini guillotine. He's a horrible accent as well. But I stopped when people got complaints because he used to do this presentation. He'd just say, well, you know, you're going to die one day and you don't. And he said, you're going to tell people they're going to die and they won't like it. So that was like everything that you could imagine about a grim sales job. Yeah. And as you said, this is the absolute opposite. Aggregators right. are super hungry to acquire businesses. And they're competing with each other. I and mean, that's absolutely out there that everyone's got that vibe. So good point. So, okay, so now we've got over a little bit of the fear around the, the idea of sales. Mm. It's just talking about your brand, which, as you say, you're going to naturally do, and you make a very good point there. What's the process then? So you, you say, or process or process, depending which side of the pond you're on. What are the basics right, right. of your process? Can you take us through that sort of uh, step at a time? Yeah, I, I think I, I spelled out my book a little bit, right? In your buyer list, you want to have the three Cs, that, that they're credible, that they're capable and they have the cash, right? So if anybody is going to sell their business, 
that's that's a mandatory requirement, right? Are they credible? Have they have they been around? How, are they you know are they in the news? Are they building a great culture, right? And so it's pretty easy to do some spying on that. You know, are they capable? Have they built out a strong operations and tech stack? You know, so a lot of the, a lot of times you can find aggregators that have one page. You don't know who the leadership team is. You don't know exactly how well funded they are. So those are some gaps potentially in, in determining whether or not you should reach out to them. And then obviously the cash, we talked about that a little bit, understanding valuations. That's a separate topic, but understanding the cash on hand or or how funded a certain group might be is important. You know, if a guy's never done a deal before and they claim they all have cash and you get to close, you know, no one knows what that story looks like until they write it for the first time. Do you want to be that guinea pig? So for me, the 30 I identified, the process was build a list, spend time each day reaching out to them. And sometimes you wouldn't get a response back in a, in a contact form. Sometimes they didn't have a very good form and or or you, you might want to go into LinkedIn land and, and find the M&A guy, right? And you're just trying to get momentum and momentum leads to conversation that leads to opportunities to sell. So the process I ran was outreach, follow-up, 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 provide, you know, an MNDA. So, you know, we built a standard non-disclosure agreement. In this case, it was a mutual one. A lot, of the, a lot of the buyers have those already, but we provided one. I wanted to show them that we were serious. So we ran a process. Here's our MNDA. Once they sign it, we exchange financials, right? These are these are financials that have been prepared. We spent time on building. We've gone through and added our ad backs, right? So there's a whole nother side of this around the financials I'm sure we'll talk about. But you know, having that understanding of what your business is doing in, in revenue and in profit today and making sure your ad backs are ready and, and really starting to talk to any questions that they have, right? And so that leads to a process that asks for an LOI at a certain date, a letter of intent, and pushing buyers to, to meet that deadline. And, and so doing that creates a sense of urgency. It allows more buyers to come to the table and, and really running kind of an auction you know, in a way to see who's got the highest bid. And it's not like, you know, the guy that, Hamana, 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 you know, sold, sold to this guy, you know, whatever those guys do. And what, what, is hamana, hamana, what is Hamana, Hamana? What is Hamana, You know, I'm thinking if you go to an auction, right? Like literally an auction, you know, in, in, in you know, in the city or in the farm where, you know, a state, someone has passed away and they're selling off all their equipment. And they, they look at this, you know, old school dresser here. And they would say, I'm going to, I'm going to, Hey, 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 you know, hundred, can I get a hundred dollars, you know? And okay. 125, 125, you know, sold to the gentleman in the hat for yeah. 125. Right? Excellent. I oh. like this. I'm going to, I'm business. We don't say that in Britain. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously American auctions yeah. have a, a bit more excitement going on than we have here. So we just say things like any, anyone bid me 150, 150, 150. Right, right. At least that's, I'll send that's you a link. It's hilarious. Yeah. Some of these like guys, this. you wouldn't believe it. Like, what are you actually saying? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, yeah. So in other words, so that's another thing it isn't. So I guess we, we sort of outlined the, the fact that it's not going to be some kind of crazy um, intense auction and it's not going to be like selling insurance or anything like that. It's a lot more, right, right, right. you know, more relational based than, than that, as you said. 100%. Funnily enough, uh, the high, two reflections that I have on it, having gone through the, having heard you talk about the process. I mean, first of all, 
for the wrong person, it sounds like I can understand why they will hire a broker because this is clearly a lot mm. of work and it requires a certain skill set that some people will have and maybe some don't. But also equally, I can imagine for the right person that it's a very doable process because it's it's no more complicated than trying to develop a new product. I mean, in fact, probably a lot less complex than trying to develop you a new what? product you ship in from China. Good point. Dude, if you could do that, I think most things are easier than that in my experience. That's it, man. And think about that, right? The average entrepreneur, whether it's solopreneur with one guy running a six, seven, eight figure business or a guy with a team. In our case, like that's a bring, that's a good point. Like if you are doing all aspects of your business, well, first of all, you should be getting out of the day-to-day and thinking about how you're going to focus on the growth, right? So the day-to-day gets gets handled and that's working in your business, but working on your business is how do I create more value, right? How do I create $500 an hour value? And so with that mindset, for me, it was very simple to say, I have a team. We have a team, a warehouse, and a staff that's already doing day-to-day. What is the opportunity cost for me to sell my business? Well, can I really go find something that's going to make me an extra two or $3 million potentially, or a million dollars and save six, seven, 800 grand on a broker fee? You know, Meaning that's maybe an extra $2 million of net for three months of my time. That's that's a pretty good ROI, right? And so if, if you're not in that position, if you're doing all the inventory planning, if you have fulfillment by merchant or you're doing multiple, you know, multi-marketplace management and you're shipping Walmart orders and you're doing the accounting because you don't have a bookkeeper, like you're going to feel stressed. Absolutely. But my headspace was like, okay, that stuff is already handled. When I wake up in the morning, I'm looking to see how many new appointments requested I have. Right. And I'm looking to charge the day with, with seeing this business to an exit. And, And here's the funny part in this time, day and age, like multiples are ridiculous. We weren't even planning to sell that business. We thought let's start a process. And if the value came back exciting, then we're going to move forward with it. And and sure enough, that's what happened. But, you know, I can't say the same would have happened two years ago. Yeah. Very interesting. And I guess what you're saying is um, really simple, which is if you're already working on your business, which is building an asset, in other words, that's a very high leverage use of your time, high return on invested time and effort. The next highest, well, possibly even higher return on investment is a saving several hundred thousand dollars. That's assuming, I guess, that you had a pretty hefty business because you're looking at what about ten percent broker fee on average, maybe eight percent, fifteen, right? Yeah, right. so yeah. you know, so okay, so I guess it implies you've got a multi-million dollar business at that point. But nevertheless, even a smaller one, and it's two million net for a few months of your time. I can really see why it's a skill set worth developing. Plus, if you're going to develop brands multiple times, I guess it depends again on your relationship to business, doesn't it? Is this a one-shot deal for you? Is it a small business that you're busy being the operator? Most people call themselves CEO, but they're really COO in my experience. In other words, they're operations focused. And if that's you, as you were just expressing, that you know, juggling Walmart, Walmart, Amazon, MF in merchant fulfilled orders at this time of year when an FBA is full, FBA, dealing with customer complaints, maybe an account gets suspended. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but what I guess you're suggesting is is really almost a prelude to being able to do what you've done, which is to say, get the stuff off your plate. So is that something that you I mean, do you address that in your book? Is that that's quite a broader kind of prelude to this whole process you're talking about? But um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, on that? no, it's a fair question. I, I think it, the way I wrote about it is about having a, a serious self-reflection, right? Looking in the mirror and understanding your capacity. Hey, folks, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the 10K Collective podcast, the subset of the amazing FBA family of podcasts. So today's guest, Josh Dittrich, I hope you enjoyed as much as I did 
They've got a lot of energy and self-belief, which is great for any entrepreneur, and particularly um, great that he's gone through the process of selling via a broker, but also then sold himself. So he's got a real sort of comparison point. And I think they ran that concurrently, which is very interesting. So if you are somebody who wants to go through the basic process of selling yourself, then Josh is bringing a book out at the time of recording in early December. It's still being finalized. They've got the editing done. They're just sort of fine-tuning that and you can get that at brandedseller.com forward slash landing that's brandedseller.com forward slash landing free book there and if you want also you can book a call with josh about the sales process uh, bearing in mind that josh does not act as a broker so he's not going to ever take any money off you if you sell your business via him which is a unique way of operating he's also not an aggregator so he sits in a sort of different position to the traditional broker aggregator options and uh, very interesting to explore a different model of how that can work and um we are going to talk in the next business uh, meeting about how we uh, get ourselves in a position to buy some time to run what is obviously going to be somewhat labor intensive process, but which could be an incredibly high leverage use of your time as well. If you've enjoyed today's show, don't forget to subscribe on the podcast player of your choice at um, wherever it is, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to give us a rating out of five stars. It would be really, really helpful to help us to encourage me and help the rest of us to continue to deliver the podcast to you. There's quite a lot of man hours or person hours that go into this, including our new editor and my new content marketing assistant, Von. So Von, if you're listening to this, thank you, buddy, for your work. Much appreciated. And uh, it's a lot of work. So we need your love and encouragement. If you're enjoying the show, please let us know in any way you can. Bung me an email, uh, like love in whatever social media platform or stars whatever it is you can do but thank you very much for continuing to give us your attention and really appreciate that speak to you in the next show thanks for listening to the 10k collective podcast for six and seven figure amazon sellers i really hope you found the show helpful to you please don't forget to subscribe to the show and if you're on apple podcasts please do leave us a quick star rating it will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.